Not sure if you all know this, but Adrian and I both have YouTube channels. My YouTube channel, if you can please subscribe, is Nevermore Records. Adrian's is Plastic Realm Toys. You can also follow us on Instagram at hnh underscore podcast and find us on facebook we even have a private group just send a request and we'll let you in follow our recording studio on instagram at nevermore underscore records underscore eptx and our guitar company on instagram at nevermore underscore guitars dude I've she's seen those... doing it like like nothing yeah i've seen those videos on youtube yeah and it's like she's on the spot there's no cuts there's nothing. no edits it's a song nothing. from beginning to end dude yeah amazing dude i've worked with dudes including yourself that just can't do that that's rude <laughs> okay <laughs> we didn't have to go there <laughs> it's not that it, it's no, just know. you know what i mean it's and welcome back everybody to another episode of half and half podcast hey Hey girl, this is different. It is this um, the setup we we decided to try to go on the cozy side. You know, this was uh, this was technically our life when we were teenagers. Not technically, <laughs> <laughs> it was just sitting on the couch, playing video games, watching movies, smoking, having a beer, having a a big gulp, a big gulp, big big Dr Pepper. Yeah, um, but this is so for our our list, our viewers now, right? Um, this is weird for us because we don't have headphones, which we've gotten so used to. Yeah. It does feel weird. I feel like I have to be louder. Yeah. 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 I'm hoping that it's, uh, picking up. I think it is. Check, 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 check. I can see the console over there for anybody that, uh, doesn't see it. Obviously <laughs> this is my couch in the main console studio room. Yeah. And it's a really cozy couch. It is. So when you told me the plan, I said, all right, I'm going to make it real cozy. One, it's always fucking mad cold in here. Yeah. So two, I said, all right, I'm going to make it real cozy. I brought my Rocky blanket. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I didn't bring anything except I always have to, when I'm on a couch, I always have to have a pillow. Dude, right? You know? Yeah. Always. Yeah. Here, hold my hand. <laughs> Don't be weird. Don't make it weird. Come on, let's just talk. Let's just talk for a little while. <laughs> How do you get weird at, weirded out about it? Well, I'm not gonna let you go. Embrace, dude. Twenty something. It's odd just years. weird being on camera. I mean, I know we film our own videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I think shit. that was one of the gayest things we've ever done. Oh, hey, it's only gonna go up from there, buddy. Yeah, now that we're we're yeah. uh, officially recording everything. <laughs> so what's up? No, not much, man. I mean. um same old. I was sick. We were supposed to do this like three days ago. Yeah, two days ago. Yeah, and uh, I had a, a migraine, unfortunately. And uh, no, I mean, somber news. Obviously, last time we did our podcast, you know, your grandpa passed away. Yeah. We've done a couple episodes where my when my parents passed away, unfortunately. And uh, just want to kind of uh, put it out there, you know, rest in peace, Mike, one of my dear, dearest friends. Um, known the guy for just about 20 years mm -hmm. and uh unfortunately you know our story runs deep you know i met him when i was just a kid and and um who's texting you tell him to stop my daughter man oh, you can tell, tell your her kid to, stop. to stop my daughter mind you <laughs> and um yeah you know it was just our story runs you know 
far. I was just a kid and he was older and, you know, he was a, a mentor to me in a way. Um, I don't think he ever really realized what a mentor he was, but, you know, just kind of touching on that, I just want to kind of mention something that he taught me. Um, you know, when I was young, especially I had a lot of anxiety and I was stressed and, you know, I, you know, we worked together in, in the maintenance department mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we were always having to handle all kinds of stuff and, you know, it, it wasn't stress like what I experienced as a assistant principal or teacher. It was a different level of stress. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, um, I remember he would see me, he would just stare at me, like seeing me like run back and forth, run back and forth. And he'd be like, Hey, Pablo, he would call me Pablo. Come here. And I'd be like, what's up, Mike? He'd be like, dude, just remember, fuck it. That's what he would tell me. And he'd be <laughs> like, when you can't control it, fuck it. And, true, and he man. was like, that's what always got me through, uh, you know, stressful times. And, and, you know, at the time I was kind of like, damn, you're right. And it always stuck with me, you know? So to this day, yep. when things are just overwhelming, I think I always think about what he told me. Fuck it. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I've had the, the privilege of meeting him a few times and very great guy. Super stand up guy. Yeah. All the stories you told me and the few times, you know, I got to be around him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great dude. Really the dude great could guy. build anything, whether it was metal, it was wood, it was. I saw him build a a massive cowboy hat out of foam for a golf cart. Um, he never got to finish it because the owner of where we used to work was an asshole. But he just, the guy was literally a genius. That guy had more talent in one pinky than some people that go to school to be an engineer for their entire lives. And, um, but yeah, but rest in peace, Mike. Just rest in peace, Mike. He was, he was a listener, so, you know, rest yeah. in peace. You will be missed, buddy. Yeah, for sure. But um, moving on, I know we have a lot on our agenda. We do, man. So there's something... <clears throat> Even though we spoke on the phone for like two hours yesterday. Dude, I know. <laughs> and it always starts off the same way. Real quick. Yeah. Real quick. Ah, yeah. oh, damn it. I just realized something. What? The freaking energy drink you got me is all the way the fuck over there. <laughs> <laughs> get up and get it. Damn it. I'm cozy. <sighs> and now this mic is not standing. Give me a moment, everybody. Adrian, tell us a story. So this one time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, this is what happens when. This is uh, why we should not film. Yeah, I know, right? Because <laughs> now I could easily just cut that out. So while while you're getting up and getting your drink, and I'm checking you out, um, man, I cannot stop thinking about what happened the other day. So we've always said how used used to ch to each other you and I are, right? Right. So even like stupid gross shit. Yeah. You know, like we don't even bat an eyelash on it. And this story is the perfect story. So the other day you call me, you ripped me out of sleep because <laughs> I was on nights and I got up and nature fucking called, right? Mm -hmm. You had to take a shit. So I was fucking duking while we were talking. Mm -hmm. You were knee deep in a conversation. I, I think I even, I don't think I quoted you, but <laughs> anyway... You were talking and talking and talking, and then finally you were like, "Hey, are you there?" I said, "Yeah, I'm just wiping my ass." And you go, "Okay, good." And then you you just kept fucking flowing, dude, without <laughs> without like a oh you fucking gross bastard or nothing, right? You were yeah. just like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then you just kept on with your fucking stuff. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing this for a long time now. Um, it's kind of like I think about Friday when he was like, 
What did he say? I was oh, smelling your shit for. Yeah, I can smell you. I've been smelling your shit for twenty two years, and you can smell mine for five minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so same, same, same principle. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, um, you know, one thing the other day I was we were recording or I was recording, producing whatever you want to say the Exiled podcast. Oh, our boy, shout out to Exile. If you guys have not checked them out, please, please, please go listen to them. Comedy Gold. Love those dudes, Stevie and Dave. Um, yes, please check them out. So, dude, like, so I was editing last night their their latest episode. Mm. They had a guest on. I'm not going to say who it is. I So I was here live when they recorded that episode. And then when I'm editing, I did like two run-throughs. So I sit through the episode. It's an hour episode. Sit through the episode. Three hours. Dude, it was so good. That I was lying in bed, I was like, I gotta watch it again. Yeah, you too. <laughs> and so, man, Exile, and it's their episode five. Episode four is really good too, but episode five, which is not out yet, but when that thing comes out, oh episode God. four just came out, right? Yeah, four just came out. Yeah. But uh, the reason I bring that up is not only was it amazing, and that's kind of what my afternoon and evening was editing and when watching their stuff, but on episode four, I told you not to watch it because I didn't yes. want to give away something that makes me super excited. Mm -hmm. uh, so Dave on their episode, he was like, I got a gift for Adrian from half and half. And dude, so I was like, I didn't want you to see it. Cause then you would know what the gift was. I wanted to surprise you with it. Mm -hmm. You're going to shit yourself. Am I? You're going to shat yourself. It's funny. Cause I already have to. <laughs> so, I put it over here strategically. I didn't want to mess it up. I know he was like, here, dude, just like, it was nothing. But to me, I was like, Adrian's literally going to shit himself when he sees this. What? He, I don't remember the story. He said that somehow he was a part of something and they gave this to him and he didn't have any use for it. He heard our podcast and was like, Adrian would appreciate this. Dude, you ready for this? Oh, should, I should I close my eyes? Okay. So look put, at that right there. Oh, wait. But look at the back. What the fuck? Look, look at the back. No. Yeah, dude. No, you're fucking lying. <laughs> Serious. You are fucking lying. Is that really her signature? Yeah, that's, that's what he said. I feel like crying. <laughs> are you fucking shitting yeah. me? I don't think Dave realized the significance of how much you love. Oh. So it's a, it's a, it's a, a sticker of Sade. Uh -huh. Who's my, my all-time favorite female artist of all fucking time. Yeah. And her signature's on the back. Yep. I hope. What the... F Dude, even if it wasn't, this is a fucking great gift. Right. Dave, thank you so... F you know what? Someone's getting kissed. I'm <laughs> just saying, my man. Come prepare. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more. I'm not a jealous more. type. I'll film. Oh, you know? my God. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Podcast is over. I can't take it. I gotta go. <laughs> I knew I had to start off with a with oh a high note. Oh my god. This is why I love these guys. See what I mean? These are genuinely fucking amazing people. Yeah, I mean, he flies in from San Francisco. So he had to consciously put that in his luggage, make it over here, make sure he brings it to the studio. Oh my god. I mean, god. that's like super thoughtful. I mean, that's beyond Fuck thoughtful. Yeah, it is. You know what I want to do? I want to frame it and leave it here. I'll put her next to me every time we podcast. <laughs> And if you guys have not heard Sade, you're crazy. It's literally you're one doing of your favorite artists of all time. Oh, yeah, hands down. Uh -oh. God, Dave, thank you, man. Thank you. 
So that's Exiled Podcast, give them a listen. Please. Um, yep, that's going to be... Watch their videos, they're the best. But episode five, dude. <sighs> yeah, I can't wait. Wow, man. Thank you so much, Dave. I, I need to reach out to him personally. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, this is what it's going to look like. So we have forward. Sade now as our, our guest. Yep. <laughs> dude, imagine we really had Sade. I would... Stop it. Stop it. I don't think you'd be able to like lift your own legs. I wouldn't. You'd <laughs> I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. That's yeah. fucking incredible. So, uh, you know, one thing that uh, I did want to also talk about, dude, you know, when we always, you know, we're catching up, right? So mm. I went to go see Anthrax. Oh, that's right. You did. And you that, did. like, was a childhood dream come true. Like, okay, so real quick story. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, real quick. My older brother, Eric, um invites me to go me and my little brother and and i know eric i know how he is eric has uh yes he wanted to go with us but i know eric i love you i know sometimes he has uh deeper rooted intentions mm. so right away was like i'm gonna buy the tickets you think you could drive yeah <laughs> you think we could use jason's car yeah <laughs> <laughs> so everybody has a role like i'm gonna do this for you but everybody has a role that they need to fulfill you use Jason's car? Yeah, because dude, my my car. There's not a lot of chargers between here and Albuquerque, and I just didn't want to chance it. Really? Yeah. But you would figure it's only a four hour drive. Yeah, but I just, it's just one. It's so different when you like chance running out of gas versus running out of like electricity, which you know, being an electric guy, gas cars aren't looking that bad, are they? <laughs> <laughs> not. Yet. Well, it's it's so weird, man. Because all over the U.S., like I would feel safer traveling to L.A. In my car than I what? do to Albuquerque. Yeah. Like, dude, between here and LA, there's like dozens. Between here and Albuquerque, there's only a few. And can't find a fucking outlet somewhere. <laughs> that would take forever. <laughs> We're going to pull over for about 10 minutes, guys. I mean, for 10 hours. <laughs> when I first got my car, I had to charge it with a regular outlet. Yeah, I know. You told Literally, me. Literally, dude, like 12 hours to get like 10%. Yeah, you told me. So anyhow, um, you know, we all, we all went. We went up to go see Anthrax and... Dude, like they were headlining, uh, Exodus was opening, and then um, Black Label Society, and then Anthrax was headlining, which I didn't know they were headlining until we got there. I felt like a kid, like a fucking kid, like to the point where I was even like, dude, I want to mosh. I didn't, but. You almost did though, unintentionally. Unintentionally, yeah, I got knocked down. I get knocked down. But I get up again. <laughs> but, um,. It was great, man. Uh, Rex Brown from Pantera came out, which, you know, it's just, it's Rex, which is cool. It's, you know, but seeing Rex just jam for a little bit with, with Anthrax, pretty cool, man. It was, it was just a great overall experience. They played all the songs that I love. Um, the sound was great. Looking at those dudes, I was like, are they vampires? Cause they haven't aged a bit. Um, so it, that really enhanced, like I was telling my brother, I was like, it kind of enhanced the experience because I really felt like a little kid watching because they look the same right? as opposed to like, you go see Motley Crue and you see like, uh, Vince Neil now Mick and you're kind of like, oh yeah, man. Is Mick Mars still in the band? Actually, no, not anymore. Now that Johnny Five guy or whatever took over. Really? The, Mer <laughs> the guy from Marilyn Manson? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Huh. Um, but dude, um, you're right though. The lead singer of Anthrax. He's always been, he's always looked very old to me, mm -hmm. but it's like he stopped aging at, at a point. certain point. Yeah, dude, yeah. like super thin, Yeah, like 
And you could tell he dyes his hair black, right? Oh, yeah, of course. But it was a really, really fun experience. We stayed at a casino over there, which was like one of the nicest casinos I've ever seen. Sandia Casino. I had never been there. You know what's crazy Um, about Eric won a jackpot? Like little leprechauns always do. Always, I know, right? <laughs> always, every time I go with him to the casino, he wins a jackpot. No matter what, dude. Got that little luck, dude. Dude, he hey, goes. He was like, you sent me that video of him crowd surfing. Mm-hmm. Just mm. looked like a little kid crowd surfing. Yeah, dude. He crowd surfed. <laughs> if you haven't check out my YouTube channel, um, I did a short on there showing because he was like, "Hey, man," or like you know, in the co- I'm trying to like hear what he's saying. He's like, "I just heard crowd surf." Make sure you film it. <laughs> All right. So I, I see him going and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And he gets lost in the crowd. Yeah, dude. I was like waiting. And then all of a sudden I see just this little dude pop up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, there it is. There he is. And I start filming. <laughs> and yeah, sure enough, dude. And then like he struggled. But man, at that moment, it was like the perfect. It was like watching a gymnast fuck up their routine, but they stick the landing perfectly. Well, it's because he is an ex-gymnast. <laughs> yeah, he is. And so he gave me the, the devil horns and looked like <laughs> almost direct that. contact. Yeah. It was great, man. It was it was so much fun. Yeah, it's weird. Jason Ever, was there, but... Fuck Jason. Yeah. Ever since we started Half and Half, I've, I have I know more anthrax than you think I do. But well, yeah, I mean, you, after the 9-11 happened, uh, it was all over the news. You fucking dad jokes. <laughs> Um, but like, I try not to venture out into that style of music because I, I I almost know you're gonna hit me with all these bands mm-hmm. on our on our um our challenges. Yeah. But like, I get I get more intrigued. Like hearing your stories, I would have never said I want to go see Anthrax play. Really, dude? But Anthrax. I I would have. You know what I mean? Should I should have been wearing my hat that I bought. Like, I think back to you know what's funny as I give Megadeth, Metallica, I give all these bands so much credit, but. Even while I was there, I realized, dude, like Anthrax was such a huge influence on me. Um, I think back to like hearing his riffs, you know, like you said, I'm a riffer, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so I think back to, and I was like listening to their songs. I was like, dude, I almost feel like Anthrax may have been a bigger influence on me than maybe even some of those bands. I just, for whatever reason, don't really think to it. Like black, uh, like Metallica. Dude, I remember buying, yeah, I remember buying uh, an Anthrax cassette at a swap meet, and like it was warped or something because it sounded weird. Yeah. But God, I would listen to that tape over and over, and there was just, there's no denying the the riffmanship. Is yeah. that a, is that a word? Yeah. I just made it. It is up. now. Yeah. Just like just like uh, what did I say? That? I don't the know. The hugest. Actually, it turns out that is a word. Fucking tell us. See, you always <laughs> want to make fun of me. <laughs> You always want to be like, oh, it's not a fucking word, dumbass. <laughs> and then all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. So, man, it was it was a great experience, man. And um, that's awesome. You know what I love about Anthrax? There's um, on VH1 years ago. I don't even know when. It was a long time ago. They had um, a segment called Metal Evolution. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that? Probably. So there was like eight of them, I want to say. And this guy was trying to figure out literally the the... Evolution, evolution of metal from mm-hmm. the first true metal band to all the way up to like uh, death metal bands and shit, I think. Anyway, so of course, the middle one was your favorite, new metal. Mm. The evolution of new metal. Mm. And a lot of people... So anyway, 
Scott Ian is, was interviewed on that because a lot of people, I guess, to my surprise, well, I actually know him because of the. I saw it when he said it. Anyway, a lot of people credit them for new metal because they were one of the first, aside from Run DMC and Aerosmith, to do hip hop and metal when they brought Public Enemy on. Mm. Weird, right? And Scott Ian was like, you know what? We've always loved hip hop. We grew up in fucking Brooklyn and like dead smack in the middle of, you know, the hip hop um, boom and. It was like I'd always heard Chuck D's voice over one of my riffs. Mm. Crazy, right? That is weird. Speaking of new metal, you and I were going to have an argument about it, but I think we're going to let, uh, I think Donald Trump and Joe Biden had, <laughs> had an argument. That's right. So they had a fucking great, do you have that one? Yeah. So I'm actually going to insert it. So, oh, you're going to insert it. You goddamn so right. Check out uh, Joe Biden and, and Donald Trump having an argument that we would have totally had, but they're doing it for us. And we're going to insert it now. All right. <laughs> so yeah, so we would have totally had that argument. But dude, when you sent me that, I was fucking dying for two reasons. It sounded just like those assholes. Three, <laughs> it was everything that I, I just went from one to three, huh? <laughs> dude, it's almost verbatim what we would have told one yeah, another. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It it was so great when I heard it. I was like I ha- I listened to it like twenty times because it was just so good. You know what that reminded me of real quick? One of my favorite parts in Home Alone. It was Home Alone Part 2, and they were, no, it was Home Alone 1, mm-hmm. when they found out Kevin was missing. Anyway, one of the sisters asked her brother, are you not worried for him? He goes, no, because one, I'm not that lucky, and D, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Oh. So, uh, so yeah, um, there's so, our so I had another question for you. Day. I got another question for mm. you. This is serious. Okay. Like, the most serious I've ever been, and you can't, you can't fucking back out. Okay. Okay. I need you to kiss me right now. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> you have to pick one. Uh-huh. Just because I'm dying to know. Everyone has secret songs that they love. And I'm pretty sure you like one of these bands or a song. Okay? Ready? Yeah. And you have to pick. Okay. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Who would you go with? NSYNC. Really? Justin Timberlake, man. Wow. <laughs> 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 believe that. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I would th- see I go Backstreet Boys cuz they're more um they're more talented musically, right? Like there's a lot more uh, there's more boys to men in their songs and I fucking love boys to you men. You see, here's the thing. I don't like either one. Like Oh, well, I know, but I, that's why I said if you but have to choose. Justin Timberlake I like. Like I think his solo stuff is pretty oh, good. Cry me a river, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and um so yeah, I mean I, I don't know. I just, there's really, that's really the only reason because they have Justin Timberlake. It's not even a like, oh, their music was better or this song was better. It was literally like, only because they have Justin, Justin Timberlake, yeah. Not Lance Bass. No, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Bass is pretty cool though. But um, yeah, do you want to get into uh, That Batch Can Scram? Speaking of Justin Dude, Timberlake. I actually do. Funny you mentioned that. Okay, you go first. All right. So for this episode on That Batch Can Scram, I really had to think hard, real hard. The harder, the better. <laughs> because you know what? Like when I started thinking about how like um, let it riff, there's lots of riffs, right? But when it comes to singers, there's not a whole lot of singers. So oh, you didn't even put your let it riff. There's not a whole lot of singers. That's why you need to do a format, man. Like I do. I know. I always forget. To Continue. pick from. So I went with, I think probably perhaps a... 
a usual suspect, but mm-hmm. here's the reason why I picked them. Cause I was trying to like process it and think who, who do I want to go with for, for this episode? And, um, coincidentally, after I had posted, I posted a video, I was trying to do a short of when Rex came out with Anthrax, um, just so it could just be there for mm-hmm. myself to look back. Cause I know I'm not going to ever go back through my phone and look. And, uh, after that, I started getting pop-ups of Anthrax performing with both Rex and Phil and Salmo, who is oh, my, yeah. that batch can scram. And one thing I, I realized, it was like a live taping. So it wasn't like a big crowd where it was like noisy and stuff. Like it was a legit taping. And I, it, he was already obviously like older and stuff. And I was like, dude, this dude, no matter how unhealthy he looks, Man, he can nail those screams. He nails that. Those, and then I think back to like even even like the later albums mm-hmm. of Pantera that you know aren't like the 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 big albums that everybody thinks of, right? I think back to his screams during that time, and like he was just just something about him, man. Like dude, there's no denying Phil and Salmo then and even now. That batch can scram. Absolutely, that guy's got a hell of, hell of a set of pipes. I've always, even like when they're, before they they turned into, what do you call? Do you consider them thrash metal? What do you consider them? Who Pantera? Yeah, I see them more as like s- southern yeah, yeah. groove it's, metal. There you go, groove metal. Before they went that route, they were somewhat eighties, right? Like they did mm-hmm. the spandex, that whole thing. Even back then, that motherfucker's got an amazing voice like i even love just his singing voice Mm -hmm. you know me i like husky i like raspy you know what i'm saying he's got a very deep voice naturally yeah yeah and it really sometimes people with a deep voice and this has been my experience producing bands it doesn't translate sometimes into a good singing voice so that's why you have like like pete Steele from typo negative who you know he he made the best of his deep voice in using it the way he did right mm. um but Phil and Salmon he can fucking get those notes yeah singing wise dude like i think of like cemetery gates yeah oh yeah those high notes that he hits dude, dude. my my favorite pantera song of all time this love right I fucking love that song unbelievable man unbelievable so when you think about this love not our love <laughs> i think about our love every day <laughs> the song this love <laughs> Um, I can't help but think about how, in a weird way, that song actually was the new metal formula. I'm not saying it's new metal. I'm not saying anything, but it's it was actually a, a the very a very new metal formula going from the pretty to the heavy to the, to the heavy. pretty. Yeah, I could see it. But um, anyways, I just thought of that. But yeah, yeah. That's so a, who's your no, bet? That's a great pick. That well, can scram for my segment of this incredible person can scream because I cannot call her a batch. Oh, okay, it's gotcha. rude. Gotcha. I'm not going to do that. I was like, why are you fucking up the rotation? <laughs> yes, I, 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 I cannot say those words because it's a female. So this amazing, my segment of this amazing person can scream. I chose none other than Courtney LaPlante from Spirit Box. I knew it. But she, you're right. She is in, never mind just for screaming. Her voice is just incredible, period. Mm-hmm. If you go on YouTube, she has videos where she does live cuts of their songs and the way she transitions from singing to screaming oh it's it's incredible but her her actual screams themselves are just phenomenal she just she does them so effortlessly and that the, yet they're so like beefy beefy and like felt and like 
When you're listening to them, you imagine her face is like fucking, you know what I mean? But dude, I've she's seen those, doing it like like nothing. Yeah, I've seen those videos on YouTube. Yeah. And it's like, she's on the spot. There's no cuts. There's nothing. no edits. It's a song nothing. from beginning to end, dude. Yeah. Amazing, dude. I've worked with dudes, including yourself, that just can't do that. That's rude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we didn't have to go there. <laughs> it's not that. It, it's no, just, know. you know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, it's just so natural to her. Yeah. So freaking natural. I mean, in terms of female vocalists, again, broken record, they're my all-time favorite. She's up there with, with Sade and, and Estero for me. Like, she's my one of, one of my favorite female vocalists. You know who else could be an amazing female vocalist? Our daughter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know we've spoken about it before, how mm -hmm. our daughter can, uh, she can scram. Yeah. One day I was I was washing dishes and I was fucking around and she was like, Hey dad, uh, I heard I heard the new song and I said which one? She said "Silence the Mute" and I was like, oh yeah. She goes, I could do that. And I was like, yeah, right. You're full of shit. So I kept washing dishes and she goes, "Silence the Mute." Like I was like, what? The <laughs> yeah, you fuck? sent me a recording, dude. Yeah, and I, I was just like, I said, uh, you're out of the band, agent. That's what I told her. I said, I gotta show your uncle. Do it again. Yeah, and I recorded it. Like, you're out of the band. <laughs> no, nah, dude. Like no, that's a great pick. Amazing. And and again, if you go back. That's a band that Adrian challenged me with mm. back back when we first started. When we first started our challenges, yeah. I didn't like them at first, dude, and now I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a spirit box believer. They're Fuck amazing. And that's part of actually what made me a believer was seeing those videos of her. Right. Because I was like, this is legit. Like, yeah. that was so good. Yeah, she's phenomenal. So my amazing person who can scram is Courtney LaPlante. That's amazing. Yeah. You know what really chaps my ass though? No. Oh man! Now we're going into that uh, uh, that segment. I, I I wanted to jump on it because we're we're kind of talking everything kind of connecting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking back about the Anthrax show mm -hmm. from for this episode, what what really chaps my ass, dude? This guy and his girlfriend. So my brother Jason. Fuck Jason. Who, doesn't take up very much space because he's Man, a little that's guy. That's so weird. You went with two little people. I know, right? Did you feel like you were like the protector? Like you had to take Dude, care every of time I would turn around, I would see them like this, <laughs> looking up at me. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. I actually have video. I have video where they didn't realize I was filming because I'm so tall. So like they had no idea, right? So I'm like filming like this and I'm laughing because they're both two little dudes like this. <laughs> that's so ugly. <laughs> They had no idea, dude. And I'm just sitting on the video like, this is so great. Um, but it's just the top of their heads and then their little devil horns. They're like, they're all getting into it and stuff. It's great. And so, um, which actually I should probably post on YouTube you right here. I don't so, understand why you have it. <laughs> um, so they both left to go pee or whatever. Mm. And like, I was like, I'm normally not the type to like, hey, let's go to the front. Uh, sometimes, depending on the on the band, you know, like I I I like that thrill, right? But and it was funny because Eric was like, "Why?" Like you know, he wanted to be all old guy about it. Like I was like, just for a couple of songs, you well, know. Little people are afraid to get trampled on. But <laughs> the you get but to the front. I think he really appreciated in the end that I did that. But anyways, once they left, there was a little gap that opened up, right? So again, mind you, they're little guys, so little gap, right? This big dude and his big girlfriend come in. Dude, like, everybody's got their own little space, right? So, like, hey, you know, like, let's keep it that way. No, man, this guy comes. He's elbowing my stomach. Like, he's, like, they're, like, all drunk. So, they're, like, swaying together. And, like, I'm starting to sway with them. My blubber's touching his blubber. Like, dude. That's hot. 
that people don't so for for what for this segment on what really chaps my ass though people getting too close for comfort at shows like dude i understand once the band starts just go for it you know yeah. like once the band starts it's like okay you're you're focused on the band you don't give a shit who's touching you whatever right for the most part but dude like i was i sat there for like 20 minutes like let me tell you dude you know i don't have a temper do you think i have a temper like 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 a temper like a like I want to fight somebody temper. You've calmed down a lot, yeah, but it's in you. But no, you not any, not anymore. You don't. I wanted to fight this kid. <laughs> I wanted to fight him, and you know why I didn't? He was he was like you. He was a native, oh, and I was yeah, like, this motherfucker's gonna beat my ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I was just I was I was mad, like boiling red mad, because I was just so annoyed. But I'm like. What am I going to do? Like, all these native... Dude, there was like 80% of your people there. I would have walked in and felt at home. Dude, I would have been mobbed and murdered. No, I would have stopped everybody. I said, hey. hey. (laughs) We we come in peace. We do not... (laughs) No, dude. So, like, yeah. So, that's my... That's what really chaps my ass, though, is just, like, dude, like... Concert goers truly are inconsiderate fucks, man. Yeah. We all... Are there for the same reason. We all want to hear the band, see the band, have a great time. So don't be that asshole. Don't be that guy. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. I feel you. Yeah. It was just, it was uncomfortable. It, it almost felt, I think what made me mad is it almost felt like it was on purpose. Also the fact that he was like highly intoxicated, but it almost felt like it was on purpose. And that's what really yeah. bothered me. You probably would have won that fight though if he was that drunk. Well, yeah. I mean, I would have won either way. <laughs> shit I mean if you're trying yeah. to turn me on it's working <laughs> why do you think you love you love Rocky he's Italian right yes the Italian stallion bitch come on I'm Italian exactly I know how to box <laughs> yeah but that's a good one though I agree with you concert goers are fucking madly inconsiderate yeah sometimes it's especially the drunk ones sometimes that's just like the you almost dread going to these concerts because you're like oh, do I want to put up with idiots yeah you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. I mean, like, my bougie ass now, I think, like, about just, fuck it, it's worth paying for the VIP tickets where you get to stand in front of the barricade so nobody touches you and you're, like, right there in front of everybody. Absolutely. But when I'm behind the barricade, I look at those bougie assholes and I think to myself, those bougie fucking assholes. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you know? But um, Have you ever done that? No. we we Actually, we talked about doing it. When we go to ACL, we had mm-hmm. talked about doing it. But ever since we started talking about doing it, we haven't been ACL because the lineups have sucked so bad. But dude, like yeah. when you do it at ACL, not only do you get to be in the front for like any show, like it's like all you can drink, all you can eat, like really? you get access to like oh, cool that's places. Fucking very worth it. Yeah, dude. Like it's <laughs> like four times the cost of a regular ticket. But dude, when I when I, when I went to see Metallica at ACL, Deftones played. So it was Deftones. What's that one dude? Matter of fact, Exiled was talking about him. Um, Machine Gun Kelly. Green. Last name Green. Oh, Austin Green? Uh, Dallas Green? Yes. City and Color? City and Color. So yeah. it was Deftone, City and Color. Then it was Metallica. Weird, right? And uh, City and Colors. Or maybe it was reverse. God's City and Color, Deftones, the and then Metallica. Yeah. So anyways, I was standing in a fucking massive crowd for, I think we figured it was like almost like six or seven hours, dude. 
six or seven hours. Like I couldn't be like, Hey, I'll be back. I'm going to get a drink. No, dude, we were stuck. It was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. It was hot as fuck. In but no, thank you. But at that moment I was like, yeah, I should have probably sprung for the VIP. Yeah. <laughs> dude, in Austin outside. In the fuck that one's in October or the summer? October, but it's still hot it's still as fuck. Hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. It does add to the experience. Like I look back and I'm like, it was a painful experience, but it was also a fun experience. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, there's nothing like pissing your pants while waiting for Metallica. No, just kidding. go, man. No, no. Just like I'm go. smart about that, dude. I'm like, I'm not gonna drink anything for an hour. I'm gonna go, let's go to the bathroom before we go yeah. up there because let's dehydrate ourselves yeah. in the middle of a totally, fucking dude, hot totally concert. fucking worth it. I'd rather yeah. dehy- be dehydrated and pass out than to piss myself. And then, yeah. I'd rather piss myself. <laughs> or just take your little weenie out while you're like that. Yeah. And no one's going to know. <laughs> uh, except for the girl you're pissing on. Well, look, when you're that hot and you're having that much fun. <laughs> it's like golden showers for everybody. It's like, <laughs> but the piss is warm, so it makes it worse. Oh, that's true. But that's a good one. So on my segment of, you know what really chaps my ass? You know what I fucking hate? I am a passionate, passionate movie lover. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> Dude, it's like, it's like I say, say at work when the guys say, we got to do this and we're preparing. I say, hey, man, slow and low, just like my lovemaking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I get my crew ready. Slow and low, just like my lovemaking. Um, I'm, a, I'm a true movie buff. I love the movie experience. I love the theater experience. I don't, I'll watch movies at home, right? But I have to go to the theater, right? And I love the popcorn, large Coke, all that. Well, chaps my, my ass are the fucking idiots that think they're at home. Shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah. Shut the fuck up. We're there to watch a movie, man. Not listen to you and your girlfriend fucking talk. Or, I hate when people fucking, um, when they fucking, they, they, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hey, man. I just lost the word. I don't know. When they when they fucking they have to go play by play like oh my god the oh do, the door yeah, just yeah, opened. yeah. <gasps> did you see that he just walked out right right <gasps> mira nomaso is the priest <laughs> the we're watching yeah yeah I thank you right I don't need oh commentary I don't need the fucking commentary right right you know what I mean well where do you go everywhere dude Alamo Draft House is one of the worst fucking places to watch a movie well that's where I like to go I don't go to the movies very often worst but that's fucking where place. I love because I feel like you have that space. And then, yeah, you have the space, but you got the 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 fucking ah. That doesn't bother me because they're bringing me food. Yeah, but you know, dude, last time I went there, let me tell you something. Staring into your eyes, I have to do it deeply and intently. (laughs) Dude, you're 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 making me want Twix real bad. (laughs) (laughs) Staring into your eyes, I have to do it intently. Watching movies, I have to do it intently. Right. Eating, I have to do it intently. So you can't eat and watch a movie. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Dude, the fat kid in me, I'm like, oh shit, this is fucking oh, good. You right, right. So I'm just like lost in my food and then I forget what's going on. And you know what I mean? I enjoy the experience. Like it's cool to be able to order what you want and they have good food and the fucking beer there is great. Yeah. Um, Dude. I won't go on premiere night. Okay. For sure. I won't watch a premiere movie at Alamo. And I'm the opposite, man, half and half. I love that, dude. I love fucking stuffing my face. When the waiters run by, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. Oh, dude. 
No, dude, but man. last time I went, dude, for four of us, I spent two hundred fucking dollars. Yeah, that's oh, fucking I nuts. I was like, dude, I could have gone to Disneyland for this. For the three of us, the last time we went it was me, my wife, my daughter. I think it was like one hundred and sixty. Wow, that's not including tickets. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying it's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, dude, hear me out. Stay the fuck home. Stay the fuck home. Yeah, I can see. You know that. what I'm saying? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Especially for whatever reason, as time goes on, horror movies have more and more and more fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They got to giggle. They got to laugh. And they're fucking talking. And it's like, dude, we don't want to hear anything. It even says it at, at the beginning of the fucking movie. Shut the fuck up in so many words, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn your fucking phone off. Shut the fuck up and be courteous. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude, that chap's, it, like, it ruins my, my wife and I get in, in actual arguments because it makes me so mad. Yeah. And she's like, all I hear you doing is fucking snapping your teeth and looking at people and swinging your head around. And I'm like, well, let these motherfuckers know. Shut up. Yeah, One man. time I had to tap, I thought I was going to fight this kid's dad mm. he, on his fucking phone, dude. Fucking phone. And, and I'm like, I got the bright light fucking right here and I'm trying to watch the movie and I fucking... Hey, man, can you fucking do that when the movie's over? Oh, you did? Wow. Oh, yeah, dude. It made me mad. Really? Yeah, mad. Wow. Yeah. I never have the balls to do it. I'll fight a 10-year-old, man. I tell you what. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't worry about, like, somebody, like, kicking my ass. I worry about, like, like a, a girl, like, excuse me? Like, I yeah. don't know. I just, like, I'm sorry. Sorry, ma'am. Your, your voice goes, oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, ma'am. Yeah, but that's what chaps my ass. Wow. I knew that was going to be a long rant, too. Yeah. No, but that's, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really bother me so much now because of Alamo Draft House, because you're so separated, so it doesn't really you bother me. Though. The other day we went to go watch... Um, well, the talking, yeah, I could understand yeah, that. But the about. cell phone stuff doesn't bother me so much. Oh, that fucking bothers me. And the chewing. And I'm like, dude, I, I, one time I tell my wife... Did we get the same popcorn as this guy? Because his sounds fucking amazing. Kind of like when you chew your gum on yeah, the podcast? exactly. <laughs> you hear the guy in the back like that. And I'm like, my popcorn does not taste that fucking good. <laughs> I mean, it makes you hungry. Yours makes me hungry. Everybody else, it aggravates the fuck out yeah, of me. Yeah, dude, I can see that. Um, well, yeah, I think those are both good. I think they both deal with other people just being incons- inconsiderate. Yeah. This world is full of fucking inconsiderate people. So, uh, moving on then. I think uh, we're going to get into... <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> um, we're going to get into uh, Let It Riff. Yeah, Let It Riff. I Let's... want you to go first, though. Okay, so when when you were speaking... Yeah, I te- saw you. ...and telling your story, it dawned on me what riff I fucking love a lot. Um. <clears throat> As a kid, you know, I've told you, you've already challenged me to listen to them, and I love them. I always knew I loved them, but I didn't take a deep dive. Anyway, Walk from Pantera mm. is just one of those fucking riffs, dude. Yeah. That dun, dun, no dun, matter dun, dun, where dun. you are, no matter what you're doing, that fucking riff comes on, it's go time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just gets you fucking hyped. It gets you pumped. It's just... When it comes to metal, like when when, when we interviewed Pepe, that's what I was trying to get at. Like, I'm, I love groove metal. And you hit it. You hit the nail on the head right now when you describe Pantera. I love that type of metal. Yeah, you know that makes you fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not right. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is what I like. <laughs> yeah, slow, slow and low, low, man. Like my head given. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, that's that's obviously a very popular riff. And Damn. to this very day, 
you have a computer somewhere in your fucking pile of old computers that you refuse to let go yeah. of. There's a riff that's very Pantera-ish, very, very Dimebag. And I'm, dude, the day you find that riff, man, we're bringing that fucker back to life. One of the m- most amazing riffs you've ever written. It's in here. No, it's not, because I ask you every fucking time to play it. Um, that's a good one, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick to the theme here. One of the, the the highlights, the moments in when I went to go see Anthrax, the riff that gets me like, fuck yeah, is the riff for Cotton Amash by Anthrax. Cotton Amash? Caught. <laughs> caught in oh, Amash. Oh, caught in Amash. Yeah. Okay. Dude, I've never heard it. You gotta listen to it. It's mm-hmm. such. I would play it, but I don't want to get like copyright banned or whatever. Um, On YouTube, <laughs> dude, such a good riff. It. I just for, I forgot how good that riff was until I was there. I want to hear it. So I I have a feeling. I don't I don't know if it's today. Maybe I'm jumping the gun, but I think you will challenge me with that band at some point. So I haven't mm, like probably. There's dude. There's a slew of bands. Going around this brown little mine, mm-hmm. then I'm like, it's coming. It's coming. It's yeah. coming. I know I've, I've thrown a few at you already that you were expecting. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I'm just on this anthrax tip right now, dude. Like, I'm just, you know, another thing that, real quick, just kind of put out there the bass tone. I know you're not the biggest fan. Dude, my favorite bass tone in the whole world is the anthrax bass tone. I hate it. Fucking love it, dude. <laughs> I hate it. it. Half and half, bitch. Yeah. I hate it. It's ugly. It's it sounds like a fucking tin can. You know what I mean? No, he's well, a great bass player. Frankie, what's his name? Munoz. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. <laughs> Frank, I always, dude, I Bo- get all of their names mixed up. There's two Franks Starts in the, the band. No? B, yeah, yeah, Frank. The drummer's Donatello. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bono, I, dude, I get their names so funny. The drummer's a Frank. Charlie. That's Charlie. Charlie's the drummer. So then Scotty okay. in, and then the two Frank Frank Belladonna. Belladonna okay, okay, yeah, the is bass the singer, I think. Frank the the bass player is Frank Borello or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Frank. Uh, he's a great bass player. What what that guy does with a pick is yeah. fucking great, dude. But his tone sucks too, man. Like, dude, he's got a good life. Like, I really uh, was impressed with his. He's no flea running around on stage, but for Anthrax, dude, it just it works. Yeah really good that's cool but yeah caught in a mosh i'll show you after we're done recording here awesome you want to get into the chat i do as a matter of fact Ooh. <laughs> so today oh wait and today on this segment of the chat <laughs> i bring to you a band that i found very recently they honestly only have four or five singles they don't even have a full album out if you're a fan of the bands already established bands uh, Touche Amore, Law Dispute, that type of stuff. But there's a band called Bouquet that I just found. And they are fucking Spell amazing. That. Bouquet, like a bouquet B-O-U-Q-U-E-T. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bouquet. <laughs> Dude. The English language is so stupid. I'm sure it's not an English word, but still. We what? adopted it. Bouquet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it's not. It should be B-O-O-K-A-Y. <laughs> bouquet <laughs> bouquet <laughs> oh, I love it I love it but yes um, they're a great band again they're within that realm of La Dispute Touche Amore um, pretty midwestern emo type right he does like the 
he's a great screamer, man. I got to be honest. Mm. I don't like, okay, I'm not going to say I don't like. I'm more attracted to, aside from guys, um, <laughs> I'm more attracted to the non-technical screamers, right? Mm. Like, I love passionate screamers, not the guys who can pig, you know, I've already said it a million times. He's one of those dudes. Mm. You know what I mean? He's mm. got a great fucking scream. So, today on the chat, Bouquet. Mm. Awesome. Check him out. So, um, prior chat thoughts, last episode, you mentioned graphic nature. Yes. So I really did a deep dive, started listening to them. Dude, I really like them. And you know what? Really? Yeah. I thought for sure you were going to hate them. It's. I thought I was, you were going to hit me with the, oh my God, Adrian. I think my only, my only, uh, how do you say it? I guess kind of like, you know, I, I when I listen to bands, I look for, Obviously, I like it, but I also look for that originality component, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> I felt it was a little bit too much on the Slipknot side. Right. Um, which I guess is where you kind of got the new metal Corn point yeah. that you got. But I thought they did it really well. Um, heavily Slipknot influenced. But it was good, dude. It got me going. It got me like... Um, right? Yeah, I yeah. really... I really... I, I, I actually listened to it quite a bit. Um, it was really good. Really? Um, oh, you were throwing me for a fucking loop. I, I found it to be really, really interesting when they do like the electronic stuff. Right. I thought it was done really, really well. Yeah. Um, no, I, I really liked it. I actually, awesome. I, I was waiting to hear the new metal that you were talking about and then never. Well, I told you it was subtle. Yeah. It, like it's was... not the new metal that I hate. Yeah. It was more like Slipknot, I guess you can say new, even though I like Slipknot. Right. Um, right. But because I think like Slipknot had, especially earlier in the days, components of new metal, but Slipknot has their own sound. They, yeah, they, they do. have really cultivated their own sound. And so, um, you know, to me, it's not a bad band to be influenced by if yeah. you want to go heavy like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I really like liked said, it. I said, on, on my, um, my last This Week in, or one of my This Week in Musics, I'm not a huge Slipknot fan. I do like them. I pop in from time to time just to see what they're doing. You know what I mean? I don't dislike them. Right. But sometimes it just gets like, okay, I get it. You're Slipknot. Yeah, no. It was good, man. It was really good. Awesome. Um, should we get into our challenge? <clears throat> yes, I was trying please. to find my challenge notes. Actually, wait real quick before we do that. I wanted to bring something up. You told mm. me to make note of it. Mm. There was this band that you and I loved so much that are no longer together, and it makes me sad. I wish they would get back together because one of their one member it was in a bigger band now. He's now left that band. Get the band back together. And I'm talking about a band called Night Versus. Mm. Didn't they just recently break up? It's been a few years. Oh really? Well I literally thought it was a few months ago. So they had an EP and a full album with their singer Doug, who used to be in another band called Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, huh? That sounds interesting. It's a great band name, right? <laughs> Fuck, I forgot. I, I love that album. Anyway, so they, yeah. But then they th they put out their second full-length album as an instrumental because Doug left. Mm. And then the drummer, Eric Comporta, is now, was in the band Fever 333. Mm, yeah. yeah. Sorry, whenever I hear the word, the name Doug, I think, Doug, Doug, Doug. Or, or was it? Is it on a movie where they say... The Sleeping. That's the name of the band. Oh. He's asleep. <laughs> He's asleeping. 
<laughs> you know what I you know what I think about when I hear the name Doug? What? Do 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 the cartoon. Yeah, of course. No, there's a movie where I don't know what I was thinking about. Anyways. Um yeah, let's get into it. So I was challenged with Mars Volta. You were challenged with Fantagram. Fantagram. Yeah. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh mine's gonna be pretty brief. So is mine. So I'll go first. Okay. So I I went straight. I I started from You've the first. You've never been straight. Who are we kidding? <laughs> I started with the very first album. Right. And I quickly realized I had heard that album a lot. Right. Yes, you did. But, okay. So first of all, there's no denying the talent that the guys from Mars Volta. So anybody that's not from El Paso doesn't know this. Mars Volta is from... El Paso or at the drive-ins from El Paso, Mars Volta. And then they actually moved to LA. Mm. Then they broke up and then they split off into two factions, Mars Volta and Sparta. Mm. And so, uh, the founding members of Mars Volta are from El Paso. Mm -hmm. And, um, anyways, you know, they've kind of always done their own thing and, and have been really, really good at what they do on both sides they're they're super freaking talented and so i started really listening and one of the first takeaways one of the first notes is they're not a band that i can put on as background music what at all dude okay well, well, explain that I'm, I'm because to... they are so technical from the drumming to the bass everything is just they go off they do this like it's dude it's rare that I hear a band that I think to myself as a guitar player, like not to toot my own horn, but I find my I feel like I'm a talented musician, right? So it's it's very rare for me to hear an artist and be like, like damn, like I don't even know if I could do that, dude. When I hear them, I'm like, damn, I don't know if I could do that, yeah. dude. Omar, uh, I don't remember his last name. That dude's a fucking amazing guitar player. The changes, yeah. The freaking the 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 format that they use, and then just like the random changes, and then they go here, and then they take it here. And dude, I I I'm just the musicianship is unbelievable, and that's one of the the, the big takeaways. Is I started so I was trying to show my wife uh, Faith No More. Mm -hmm. She just can't get into Faith No More, and yeah, and so what. And and I want to talk that's, about the Faith No More connection to new metal in another episode for divorce because right I was having this conversation with my little brother and um, I started funny, to. It's funny you mention that real quick. And huh. that metal evolution, mm -hmm. they brought that up. Too. Oh really? Yeah. Well, I started to think to myself, okay, is Faith No More? And I don't mean this like across the board. I mean it as, um, you know, for the most part, is Faith No More a band that is for musicians? And so that ties into Mars Volta. I feel like is Mars Volta a band that's for musicians? Because I can't, it's not like, you know, like when you, 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 let's say you're working on something, you have background music and, you know, you're getting into it and stuff. I can't do that with Mars Volta because they're so technical. Yeah. It, it, it distracts me, it, which mo a lot of bands don't do that to me, but they, it distracts me in yeah. terms of because I want to focus on what they're doing oh, because I'm just like, saying. holy fuck. Like, damn, this is so good. I need yeah. to like give it my attention. Right. So, you know, good songwriting, um, you know, Cedric's vocals, again, very heavily um Led Zeppelin influenced. Yeah. They do the keys, the just 
everything is just so well written. One thing I, I was kind of weirded out by is I noticed it's almost like they recorded in different studios on different songs because like there'll be one song where the production is like, holy crap, this is amazing. And then all of a sudden there's another song where I'm like, where's the kick drum? Yeah. You know, like, like did they record this or was that intentional? Did they intentionally, because you know, most, like for example, if I record a band, the drums are going to sound the same all the way through. Right. You know, that's, you want it to be uniform. But I noticed with them, it was different. So I was like, is that a conscious thing or is it because they're like, cause they did take a long time to write their album, right? Like, is it because they decided to write this song and record it in this studio, you know? Yeah. But <clears throat> there's this, oh, and I didn't write it down. There's a song on there. Um, Are we talking about the first album? The still? first album still. I'm, I'm not going to spend oh, okay. too much time on the other albums. Okay. I just right out the gate, like super impressed, like, kind of like tried to take my biases and knowing I've heard this album before and just kind of listen to it like fresh. Oh my God, dude, just blown away. Um, and as we go through their discography, it was kind of a lot of the same. I know the second album too, there was a song, I didn't write down the freaking songs. And the reason I didn't write them down is because I'm driving as I'm listening. Yeah. I'm like just in the zone. And I'm just like, I'm just floored by their music. But I, like my wife would get in the car and I would have it on still. And it was just so distracting. Like I would have to change it to somebody else because I just couldn't have it as background music. Yeah. But man, getting into the last album, I, I, I didn't feel it, man. The, the new album. Mm -hmm. I'm going to agree with you. It was it's, like, don't get me wrong. It was good. Right. Right. But it, it lacks that Mars Volta thing. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. The, the, the energy is different. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not as chaotic. It's more straightforward, right. trying to do catchy kind of yeah. choruses. It's good. It's very, it's weird. It's like a vintage sound with a modern production, right. if that makes sense, as opposed to the earlier stuff was a very vintage, they they really nailed that vintage sound. Um, I am like, in by no means, can, I'm not going to say like it wasn't a good album. It's a great album. It's just mm -hmm. stylistically, I was, I guess, hoping for more of the earlier sound, if that makes any right. sense. But right. they're so still good at what they do. Yeah, and you absolutely. can see that they're like highly influenced by older bands, but they bring in a modern sound. Dude, like I'm just blown away. And um, one thing I can say, one huge takeaway, I like Sparta too, uh, Jim Ward. Um, you know, he's the singer guitar player of Sparta who was in at the drive-in, right? Mm -hmm. Dude, it is crazy how you have at the drive-in this super influential band, amazing band. When you separate the essence of those guys, you literally get Mars Volta and Sparta. Yeah. And then you put them together, you get at the drive-in. It is crazy Weird, how right? like style their styles are so defined. Yeah. And although, like, I know they came back and did an At The Drive-In album without Jim, right? I yeah. believe. I know they went on tour and stuff. And yeah. it was good. But, again, it's missing it's that yeah. Sparta, Jim exactly. Ward element. That At The Drive-In album was, it was good. But, yeah, it they didn't have that. Yeah, they lost a pizzazz. piece of the essence. Yeah. And so. It's like when, every time you try to take me off base, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah, man. And it just re reinforces what we talk about all the time is that it takes a group of people that come together that were meant to be together right. to make a certain sound 
Um, again, going back to Anthrax, that's one of the reasons why I think they're still just as good today, even though one of the guitar players is not the original. It's the same group of dudes. And so again, Mars Volta is great. Sparta is great. When you put them together, you get that driving at the driving is phenomenal, right? And so um, I just started really just kind of thinking about all of that. And um, but at the end of the day, dude, like Mars Volta's amazing, right? I agree. I'm like, glad you did. I they and then their influence, dude. Like from at the driving, just all of the bands and people that they have influenced. Oh, dude, like it's been crazy. And to to know that they're from El Paso. Is like a, a a moment of like pride of like. Glassjaw has admittingly said, "At the driving influenced them above any other band." Well, dude, it was like, remember that one time I hung out with the guys from POD? Uh-huh. <clears throat> it's hilarious because you know I, I got to sit. I'm sitting down with them, listening to the, the Ashling album, and like uh, Marcos, the guitar player, he he, you know, he knew my last name was Ward, and all he kept asking was like, "Hey, man, like." Is, is Jim in town? Like, like he was like, I think he, because even he admitted like, dude, like Sparta at the drive-in, like these guys are like my, like I look up to them. Like, I'm like, fuck, that's crazy, man. And that's POD at the time was like, that was when they were, that was when they were huge. Yeah. But yeah, man, um, really fun challenge. I need to go back. The thing is their songs are so technical. So I, I could sit there and write, but dude, this would be a three-hour episode of me breaking everything oh, down. Oh, yeah, I know. I know it. It was just, it was that good. Yeah. I love Awesome. I, I knew you would. Like I told you when, when I proposed the challenge, you've heard them. You've listened to them. Yeah. But I wanted you to- Embrace them. Yeah. Especially a, deep. a deeper dive into like the middle albums. Yeah, you always you know love it when I go deep. And oh, slow the deeper the better. And what? Slow and low. low. And slow and low. There you just go. like my love making. That's, <laughs> that's going to be a t-shirt. Fuck Jason. And slow, slow and low, and, yeah. and on the back, just like my love, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> With All right, you cool, man. In the moonlight. <laughs> so I'm glad. I, I knew that was going to be the takeaway. Mm. So I was challenged to listen to a band that I was very familiar with already. But again, you wanted me to do a deep dive, and it's funny how much of their stuff that I've already heard of, mm. right? Like, because I've liked them for a, a while. So you challenged me to listen to the band Fantagram. One of my favorites of all time. Right off the bat, duh, I fucking love them. Mm. Right? There's some stuff that I hadn't heard, but um, I love them. So for me, one of my favorite genres of music of all time is a genre called trip hop. Mm. So it's like a mix of hip hop with a little bit of techno, very... Um, low right like almost like the roots of lo-fi yeah yeah basically yeah with pretty you know pretty female vocals Mm -hmm. and stuff like that um so when i heard them years ago that's what attracted me to them Mm -hmm. i was like wow this is like a 2012 fucking trip hop like portis head ish yes portis head lamb um the earliest stereo album was considered a trip hop album Mm -hmm. more chiba you know stuff Mm -hmm. like that so um, yeah, right off the bat, I already knew I loved them. So just to, um, you know, I've been a trip hop fan since fucking nineties. You know what I mean? I, Massive Attack, all those bands. So um, you know, I wrote down a couple songs that that you know just so mine wouldn't be so short. There was a song called um, "Ejectum Sexuality" mm-hmm. with uh, they did a, a feature with Big Boy from Outcast. Mm-hmm. That song is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, 
As far as the eyes can see, it's off of the uh, song Eyelid, uh, the album Eyelid Movies. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing song. That song has a true old school 90s trip hop vibe. And to be honest, that is my all time favorite album of theirs. Mm. Eyelid Movies, that's, that album is fucking phenomenal. I think I first heard them like around 2012. It was there. early on because of uh, our former drummer. I think, I think he's the one that introduced him to me, to be honest with you. What drummer? Rick. No, I didn't hear them from Rick. Really? We weren't even talking. I wasn't even talking to Rick in 2012, 11. Yeah, you... Wait, you're talking about Phanagram? Yeah. You. That's how recently you heard Phanagram? Recently or how long ago? 2012. Dude, I heard them in like the early 2000s. The first album came out in 2010. No, it did not. Yes, it did. What do you want to bet? Put your phone down. What do you want to bet? <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> I could have sworn they go back that far. No, there's another band called the XX. I don't, oh, even, think, yeah, I don't yeah. even think they go back. No, that no, far, no, no, no. Those guys are recent. No, Phantogram's first debut album was 2010. No, Adrian. This motherfucker right here. Boy. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. You are right. Mouthful of Diamonds. That's such a good album. I honestly thought they went back to like 2004-ish. No. Uh-uh. Wow. Yeah. That's weird. Because, wait, wait, I'm in a weird moment right now because Rick used to play them. Are all. you sure it's them? Yes. He would always There play. was, there was, there he, was. He would always tell, see, wait, like this way, this is what we need to do. Wait, we need to in, introduce like components of electronic like this way, like this way. And he would play that, he would play Mouthful of Diamonds that. Dude, okay, remember there was a period in the mid. Oh, that's true. I was really drunk during that time, and you were hanging out with Rick, 2013. Yeah, it was probably during that time. No, 2000, 2010, uh, 11-ish. 11-ish. Yeah, 2011-ish. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. And I was just kind of, yeah, drunkenness blurred. Yeah, to it was the, like ten years before. Yeah, yeah, because Rick would always play them and be like, yeah. "I'll get away like no, this no. way," and then he would put on "Goodbye Horses." I'm crying, crying. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Anyways, so let me ask you this. Did you get into the newer stuff? Yeah, I heard all of it. Yeah. Did you hear the song, The Answer? Or uh, Answer? I'm sure oh, I did. Dude. I love everything they do. Everything they do. I love everything, everything you do. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm still here. Um, everything. Uh, every. I went top to bottom. <laughs> slow and what is it slow and low man. slow and low i don't know i keep thinking slow and mo <laughs> i'll take slow and mo <laughs> um yeah no i i loved it all i mm. like i said i mean i'm more f- familiar with them than you think so the last i think it's not the last album maybe the second to last album um fuck what's her name bar sandra sarah sarah barbell i can't remember her name the singer her sister committed suicide. Really? And she wrote that album like in a really dark place because of that. Mm. And um, so there's some, you, I know you like those sad, dude, there's some really um, intense oh, I'm a, And that's songs. the latest album? The last couple of albums because she was in mm. a really dark place during, you know, when she wrote those songs. Yeah. And I only knew that because I went to go see them perform. I've seen them perform a couple of times, and she was talking about how there was a song in particular that she wrote um, right after that happened. And uh, then I read up a little bit more. But yeah, um, dude, those 
you know, again, you know, it's it's hard to find bands nowadays that their latest albums are like just as good as their early stuff. Yeah. They're a band that to me, it's like every time they put something yeah. out, it just gets better and better and better. Not one dud. Yeah. Not that at whole, all. Man. That whole discography is fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I loved it. I mean, you know, being a true fan of, not a true fan, being a big fan of trip hop, having already heard Phanagram a lot throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved it. Awesome. So... The new challenge for this episode. Mm-hmm. I have an artist that I want to challenge you with, but I, I'm, I'm almost, I have a feeling that you've already listened to them. So I have a backup just in case. Okay. And the reason I, I want to bring this up is because it's right in line with what we were just talking about. Okay. And you actually mentioned them already. I was actually going to challenge you to listen to Big Grams. Big Grams? Yeah. You don't know what Big Grams is? No. Big You're, Grams? Yeah. Oh. It is the side project of Phanagram with Big Boy from Outcast. Oh, really? They did an album, maybe two together. Okay. Dude, it is so good. It is, especially, there's this one song, it's called Light, Light It Up, something something light. And uh, it, it's, it's one of those songs that when I, I have to listen to it, uh, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with light. Let me see. Um, it is one of the, oh yeah, lights on. Look, and it's the only song I have hearted. See, but the whole album is amazing. And it's, it's one album, dude. One album. And I think a few songs here and there. Big grams. Okay. So it's going to be an easy run for you this time, but I wanted to challenge you with them right out the gate because you're on the fanagram tip. So it takes you perfectly into there. I love more than the tip, but I mean, it's all good. (laughs) Dude. Yeah. So that's my challenge to you. Okay, cool. So. Sticking in, in the same vein, mm-hmm. right? So listening to this, listening to Phanagram kind of brought back my love for trip hop, right? Mm-hmm. I, How I'm, does one trip and hop at the same time? I'll show you right now in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to challenge you with just the genre mm. of trip hop. Okay. The best time period in my, in my, my mind is mid-90s, to around early to mid 2000s. Okay. So you can pick whoever you want. I'm just going to give you some suggestions. My favorite trip hop artists are a band called Lamb, Morchiba, Nine, Lazy Nine, Massive Attack, Tricky, Hoover Phonic. The first Estero album. See, Estero is my second favorite all time female mm-hmm. artist of all time. But her first album is considered trip hop. She did that album with DJ Crush. Her albums after that are a little more on the pop side, right? But if you want to dive into Stero, the first album, Breath From Another. Um, there's a band who, fuck Jason, I can't believe I'm giving this guy credit. <laughs> he loves trip hop like I do. And I had no idea that there was this band called Lovage. And I remember that. Didn't Mike Patton do something? Mike Patton was part of it, right? Band. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's a trip hop album. Mm-hmm. At least I consider it one. So yeah, pick whoever you want. Just the genre of trip hop. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I've never really done a deep dive. I remember listening to Love. There was a couple of songs that yeah. I liked, but at the time, it's because I was, I liked Mike Patton. And I would listen to everything. Now, dude, Mike Patton's voice. I love Mike Patton. Don't get me wrong. One of the probably the most talented vocalist on the planet. Yeah. But I just I'm over it, man. I know that there's the diehards, the true diehards that still are obsessed over him and everything. But I'm like. It's hard for me to listen to anything that Mike Patton does because 
I just, it's like, you know how, like if you love something and you eat it like crazy and it makes you puke and you never want to eat it again. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> like my daughter, for example, one time she, she puked after eating macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. And so for the longest time she refused up until recently to eat macaroni and cheese. My daughter's the same way with co- blue coconut snow cones. Did it make her puke? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So I think I like gave myself such a hefty dose of like anything Mike Patton for so long that now it's it's very difficult gonna, for me. I'm going to agree with you, man. Like, obviously I love Faith No More. I love Mr. Bungle. Um, he did an album with the Executioners. Mm-hmm. That's a, They're an amazing fucking DJ group. Um, Mike Patton featured on, I forgot what it was called. General Patton and the Executioners, I want to say. Mm, that cool. album's fucking great. But you get into Tomahawk, you get into Peeping Tom. It's it's kind of like... so many projects. I know. It's kind of like... Wah, wah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I get it. Right. You know what I mean? You're right. fucking Mike Patton. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable what he does and what he's able to do and all the projects he has. I've seen him do opera. He's like... Just... It's, it's crazy. Yeah. His voice is undeniable, but I just... One of his best projects, though, for... Those of you who don't know, Dillinger Escape Pan was, oh. was in between singers. And before they got Greg or I don't remember, Mike Patton did one album mm-hmm. with the Dillinger Escape Pan yeah. and it was fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah, I agree. Oh my God. Because he was yeah. just screaming. He was yeah, just... It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, yeah, cool. Trip Hop versus, what did I give Big you? Oh, Gram. Big Grams. Yeah, dude. It's gonna be hard to make that thumbnail, but I'll but it's gonna be it it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be easy for you though because Big Grand it's literally one album and cool. it's so good you're probably gonna listen to it like five times. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm telling you that one song that I heard with them maybe it's already on there. <laughs> All right, anything else? No, that'll do it for this week, everybody. Again, um, please check out Exile Podcast. Check out um, Whip Shaded and Faded. Um, again, Dave, thank you so much, brother. You made my day. I appreciate it. I love you guys. Phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you a million times. Um, but yeah, you're going to insert. Yeah, it's going to be pre recorded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, get, is that what you're talking about? You said insert. Well, I mean, <laughs> talking about two things. But... <laughs> Wait for the camera to turn off. Because I, I have to go to sleep right now. So I want to oh. go to bed nice and cozy <laughs> and relaxed. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for checking us out. Check out all of our other stuff. We'll have that pre-recorded. And again, Exile Inc., Whip Shaded and Faded, Eric Ward and Miker. Check them all out. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.